husband wakes up with Steph, Abby, and Matt on B105. Is that how she's listening to that? She's dancing. However, the mood fills her. We're watching Britney Spears on Instagram. Remember how you were, when we when you had um, off? a ca- cassette player and you could play the song on the cassette and then you could half hold down the fast forward button and it would actually <laughs> play like that mm-hmm. and speed it up. Sound like the chipmunks. Yeah, that was she has fun. An amazing um, head whip. Oh yeah, the hair whip. Mm-hmm. Just uh, good maybe hair. it's your bra that's stopping you. You reckon? Mm, well, she's not wearing a bra in that. Oh, seen it? Have we? Mm. Um, he was first like, first comment. He actually, in fact, he wrote, first. <laughs> I'm in line to be her new conservator. Conservatorship. Mm. Yep. Um, Britney to Spears. move to America. No, I can, do American... it from, I can do it remote. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> yeah, we got it all planned. Yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, work from home situation. Yep. Um, <laughs> hey, thank you for downloading the podcast. We were just flicking through Britney Spears' Instagram. It's a time on there. Uh, another show, um, very busy today with what's been going on around Brisbane. Yep. Yeah, we're talking about the Mud Army 2.0, how you can be involved. Tolls as well are free for a while. Mm-hmm. We talked to the mayor. Uh, yep. Mitch Robinson. Yeah, he was I great. have to say, Mitch today was nice and vibey. He doesn't mm. normally like the early mornings. And you know why he doesn't like them? No, he's a he gamer. Uh, he's a sweat. Did I say that right? Yes. He's sweating all sweat. sweat. What does he play? Uh, I've seen him play a bit of COD. Oh, yeah. um, he loves a shooting Call game. Call of Duty? God, God yeah. Is. yeah, he plays some other one. I don't know the name of it, but if, pretty much if it's a shooty, shooty, bang, bang, he's into it. He loves it. Sometimes yeah. people ask him questions throughout it because he puts them up on like YouTube or whatever. Twitch. Game is Twitch. Okay. He streams on Twitch. Uh, and like people ask him questions like footy related. And then he gets in trouble for some of the answers, but um. it was like nothing wrong that he was saying. Mm. But I felt like going, he's now complained about it. Probably the, med- the media manager of Lions probably watches his Twitches and says, Oi, mm. <laughs> I know you're at home and it's your own time, but, but you're talking football. Mm. Um, he's on TikTok. He does a bit of TikTok. Mm-hmm. He's got his YouTube channel oh, and, a pod- and a podcast too, I think. He, he is busy. Mm. Yes. Is boy. And a kid on the way. So mm. not too busy for that. Yeah, I think they've been trying for a while, so it's very exciting for them. That very exciting. exciting. That'll be their th- Third child. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the second girl. There we go. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Uh, in today's podcast as well, you get answers for Alpha Bucks, the game that we play live tomorrow, uh, which will be the 3rd of March. So make sure you listen to the whole podcast. Here we go. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Love and marriage, love and marriage. There are so many tragic stories coming out of the flood that we thought, why don't we try and get a, a happy story or maybe just to show you what true husband material is like <laughs> because <laughs> Flynn and Nikita, morning. Morning, Good morning. guys. Now, you got married on Sunday. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> now, the rain was unbelievable um, on Sunday and just kept coming uh, down, but Flynn, just before Nikita was going to walk down the aisle, you got a phone call? Yeah, like uh, 20 seconds before the music was about to start for the progression, I um, got a phone call and I was like, no one, everyone knows that no one should be ringing me right now. Yeah, right. So yeah. whoever this is, it's got to be important. <laughs> Damn, but did Nikita give you the stink eye from down the aisle saying, why are you on the phone right no, now? Lucky like, you know, she's still around the corner. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, uh, I quickly answer the phone and they're like, hey, we're from the reception. 
And I was like, not now. And I just hung up on him and threw my phone to the person beside me. I was like, yeah, hold this. Yeah. Oh, no. So did they get the phone call from the reception? So I had the original phone call. Yep. And then as soon as we had done the ceremony and everything was done and we went to go sign the documents, I walked up to um, Anne-Marie, so one of my groomsmen's partners. I was hey, I need you to ring the last number that rang me and sort this, please. Ah. So, okay, so she gave them a call and it was a reception place saying... We we're have to flooded. cancel. Okay, we're flooded. Yeah. yeah. And uh, did she tell you that the reception place had cancelled then? No. So I was like, okay. she took the call that no one wanted to take yeah. on the yeah. day that no one wanted to hear from it. Everyone's going, um, not me. You take it. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she took that one and she's like, oh, it's all right. I got this. So she went and spoke with my sister and my father and uh, half the wedding guests. And they all came together wow. to find us another reception while my uncle and brother ran through back to South Bank, through, lucky enough, just before the police cordons went through mm-hmm. to get the rescue the wedding cake. So. so, Nikita, did you have any idea, as you're getting the photos done after your ceremony, that there was this panic that was happening? Um, well, I mean, I had my concerns. People weren't really telling me what was going on, but I could see, like, the chaos in the background as I was getting photos done and talking to guests and no one would tell me and I think Flynn's sister came up to me and she was like, it's okay, we just have a weather warning and I was like, you think? (laughs) (laughs) And just what a bride wants on her wedding day, everyone keeping a secret, covering up something. Well, no one wants to tell the bride, this is your big day and let's be honest, the the word bridezilla comes from a, a reason and I'm not saying you are, but everyone just wants to make sure that it's perfect for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No one cares about you, Flynn. They didn't well, really no. worry about your stress, no. mate. We all know that it's not. It's not. The, it's not the groom's day. Uh, no, it's, there. Yeah, it's all about. It's all about the girl in the pretty dress. Oh, yeah. What a husband you mm-hmm. are. So you found a replacement venue, right? Yeah. So luckily enough, um, my aunt managed to ring a few people, and she got through to the Sofitel. Right. And all, all, all credit goes to them. They managed to somehow pull out a two-course meal menu set for 40-odd people with 20 minutes to spare and cordoned off a section of the restaurant and had everyone from anywhere helping them out. Wow. Could you imagine the chef that was obviously just going to pack up and go, oh, this is this is a disaster, everyone go home, and they go, hey, do you reckon we could do a wedding? No, nah, I reckon it's the opposite. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know how that wedding just cancelled? 40 people, you're not going to believe it. We've got another one. <laughs> They're on their way. <laughs> Phew. Oh, guys, that what an incredible story. Like that's that's something out of a a TV show. Like you would see that happen. I always say to like brides when they're you know brides and grooms when they're going to get married and stuff, and they're talking about the weather. I'm Mm. like, no one actually remembers the weddings that are the perfect day. That's true. (laughs) They only remember if it's so stinking hot or raining. And what about you, guests? Because I know that you know at that point you are enjoying your wedding, but at the same time you know that the storm is you know the rain is raging outside. True. Did you guys Mm. have a concern with guests having to get home? Um, I mean, we de- definitely did. We were meant to have coverage with our photographer pretty much all day. Um, she had been amazing and had tried to come down twice from Toowoomba mm. to, get, to, to get to our wedding. So we actually ended up sending her home early pretty much as soon as the ceremony photos were done. Um, I just said to her, go home. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't want her getting stuck here. So I said to her, go home. We'll, we'll figure out the rest later. Because um, I, I don't think at that point we had like a clear idea of what we were doing. Um, but yeah, pretty much if, as soon as the cake came out, I had a couple of bites. 
we were like we were getting reports that people were getting flooded in and i said to flynn i was like we just need to get everyone home yeah, yeah. Mm. um well the yeah, upstairs so- the upside is you're the talk of the town and you'll probably get most of your deposits back now, so you'll save a lot of money. <laughs> All's out well that ends well. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like, yeah, sure, sure, there's a lot more sure. you don't know. <laughs> good on you guys. Congratulations on uh, on being married and, and um, good luck on the honeymoon. Beautiful, oh, thank thanks. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stab Abby and Matt. As floodwater recedes, reality sinks in. Today we're activating the Mud Army 2.0. Working together to rebuild Brisbane. Uh, yeah, today, big day here in Brisbane. Um, schools are all back. They're well, not all back, so most are back. There Yours are. are. Selected few <laughs> okay. that are not. Uh, Corinda, I know a lot of the schools around that Corinda, Graceville, Oxley area, and I'm sure the same around um, Milton and that, uh, they have no power. Yeah. yeah. So they can't, can't get the kids in there. Yeah. But we know that a lot of them are back. Um, so just to take it easy on the roads. Uh, right now, we're going to talk to Chief Superintendent Ray Rowena. Um, you wanted to come. You called us this morning. You've got some really important messaging you want to get out there for anyone who is returning to work and to school. Absolutely, and uh, thanks very much for having me on your show. Look, um, there's going to be some uh, congestion on our roads this morning, and uh, of course, this coincides with kids going back to school. The big thing is, is that also it coincides with that rise in uh, in tide mm. uh, later this morning. So. It's really important for parents, grandparents, carers, whoever's taking kids to school this morning to do a couple of quick things. They need to check, uh, go online and check for uh, closures, uh, particularly RSEQ site or uh, the TMR site. And But always remember the feeder roads are the ones that congest. And then the next couple of ones are really easy. Plan your trip mm-hmm. and leave a little bit earlier and, uh, and try and get there safely. We did notice uh, that a lot of people are not back at work or school yesterday and we were saying, because uh, we were here getting home, it was very congested because, like yeah. you said, a lot of roads are sh- shut so people are finding a different way and also public transport wasn't running. So it seems that it's extra busy on the roads at the moment. There certainly is and there's a lot of stress out there. There's yeah. people shouting at each other and carrying yeah. on. And we've got... I'm a father and a grandfather. Look, uh, being stressed in a car only stresses your kids out. Mm. Yeah, it's a very good point. Mm. Can I ask you as well, I know you're on to talk about the road thing, but I was just reading and you're kind of shocked with it because we're talking about human nature at its best when everyone's helping out. But there seems there's a lot of people, I guess, taking the opportunity to go and loot. Is that that a concern? I I think the police minister summed it up beautifully yesterday, to be honest. Just grubs. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's nothing else that can be said. Uh, they're just they're just despicable human beings and uh, preying on people at their lowest. Mm. And uh, look, there's, there would appear to have been some uh, instances of it. And uh, people need to have a good, hard, long look at themselves. What's hard about it? Because um, looks like at my mum's place in Oxley, she can get into her house a little earlier than the rest of the street. Mm. Um, and so we were kind of talking to neighbours yesterday, and she was asking everyone, you know, when are you coming back in? When are you coming back in? Because this type of behaviour, not only you know, are you stealing from people, but they're making. She doesn't want to be in the street alone. Alone, you know, mm. it, it's it's actually making residents feel like they can't return to their houses, Ray. There's, there's nothing you can lose more uh, that uh, uh, means so much to people, particularly people that are elderly, is um, you, that, that feeling of safety. 
People mm. need to feel safe in their homes. That's what homes are about. Well, um, we appreciate your time this morning. Um, it is a really important message because not all the roads are going to be open. So if you think, oh, I know the back roads. You don't. You don't. Everyone knows the back roads, mate. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're going to be congested. There's going to be people out. So stay safe. Ray Ruidas, Chief Superintendent, thanks for your time this morning. That's uh, fantastic. Thank you very much. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Yeah, so many people have been helping out others throughout the uh, the floods and even if it's just to lift spirits as mm-hmm. well, and the Brisbane Lions have been doing that. They've been out and about and one person that's been out and about probably more than anyone else is Mitch Robinson. Morning. Good morning. How are you guys? If you don't follow Mitch online, you have to. He's okay. a funny, funny man. But you've been uh, even helping our neighbour push a car at what time in the morning? Uh, it was like 11.30 at night, but it wasn't really a neighbour. It was someone just passing through who tried to take on the flood in a brand new Merc and didn't win. So uh. um, I, heard her, I heard her swearing black and blue outside, and <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, what's going on? So See, gave her a hand, which was funny. I don't want to accuse anyone of anything, Mitch, but that seems that one seems even more bizarre. When I've seen like a 1987 Toyota Corolla left on the side of the road mm. and they've had six days to get it out, you go, I know what they're up to there. But you would think a brand new Merc... Yeah, this person wasn't supposed to do it. You would think they'd be like, nah, not worth it. Uh, no, nah, she said she was um, going out for to get a bottle of wine because she's going to be staying in for the weekend. Oh. Uh, a pretty expensive bottle of wine. Oh, that's, a, that's a top shelf bottle. <laughs> she actually admitted that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. She wasn't, um, she wasn't too happy, but um, once she got it out... Took the handbrake off. She was happy about that. We should get it out. So yeah. And uh, how are you feeling? A lot of people concerned about your health after the little dip that you took in your backyard. Yeah, it's amazing that I made it out of the the pool in the backyard. So <laughs> no, I feel absolutely fine. Um, I was just trying to make a bit of lighthearted uh, fun out of it. I was obviously out there tying some stuff down, cleaning up the yard, so I didn't flood away and helping out with the neighbour. And I thought, uh, let's just do a um, a, fel- a felsy impression, <laughs> and um, I kind of got a little bit of backlash from the media, but. Um, I'm not going to change that kind of stuff. I had some fun with it. Yeah, because he was saying that he had a, a wonder lap pool in mm. his backyard. She was, was swimming, perfect. and everyone's like, "Don't swim in it. Mm. You're going to get you're yeah. going to get gastro." It's but full uh, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we ask as well though? Um, oh, I think it was your wife posted about things that you're finding in the Brisbane River, and she was saying that she found so many number plates, and we we're like, "Who has that many number plates?" It was yeah, because because of. The road in front of us flooded, and a lot of cars are trying to get through there. Um, the next day, when I was cleaning up the road, it was actually five number plates rocked up, and two people came down and collected theirs. They, they couldn't believe it, but um, I've got, I've still got about four. So, <laughs> if you're near Bennett's Road, I don't care if I give out my address. If you want to pop down, <laughs> four, four or so number plates lingering at the front of my house on the on the um, on the wheelie bin. So, oh, so they've actually ripped off cars because. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Matty thought it was dodgy. He, yeah, he was like, "Wait a minute! Has someone in the neighbourhood stolen all these cars?" <laughs> well, 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 the only people with multiple number plates are those who swap plates and commit crimes. So it's are unable they, to. Well, that's what I've heard. Mm. Um, right, that makes sense then. If they've come off cars, someone's not storing them for. Well, no, I didn't, I didn't go around the neighbourhood and take it on plates. Um, they they <laughs> rocked up at my house. Any uh, any personalised ones like Lucky? <laughs> there was a B105 um, stab. I don't know what the, what that was. Uh, Did you throw me your address again, actually? <laughs> That's the one I use when I commit crimes. <laughs> hey, Mitch, you guys have done such an amazing job being out and about, um, and I guess you guys are doing it again today. How has it been going out in the community? Because, you know, you guys have been helping out, but also just lifting the spirits of everyone. 
It was really good. We went out to Karina yesterday, which which one road really copped it. Um, went out there with my son. He actually had no idea taking the toys out there. So it was a pretty, bit of a proud dad moment. He wanted to go buy some toys and take it out there. And the Lions jumped on that, and they, they really gave us um, an opportunity to go out and help because a lot going on down there, and we took a lot of footies, a lot of hats. And yeah. it's actually, I don't know what's going on. There's actually a lot of Lions supporters on that street. So we we actually had a lot of fun down there, and they did too. So it was it's kind of rewarding to do that. That's you true. don't have to act surprised. And when the lines are coming, giving you merch, they're not going to go, nah, sorry, we're calling Well, for a long time there, it was just you that was my number one yeah. fan. So now it's uh, kind of jumping. We haven't spoken as well. Congratulations on the new bubs on the way. Yeah, we have a little girl due in May. So I was really hoping for another boy to start a footy team, but um, I'll, I'll cop that. So. Girls can play footy too, Mitch. Exactly, exactly. So that's why I got the 100 games up here, so they can play any time they want. But, his his um, wife's no, actually... Excited. His wife's actually a really good That's player. That's why I'm trying yeah, to keep yeah. him out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wants to start exactly. a footy team. <laughs> exactly. He's um, going on. will be unstoppable. Has there been the snip chat yet, or is there still a chance um, of extending? I still want to go a couple more, but I don't have that much money, to be honest. So they're very expensive, and I think, I think there might be that conversation going on in about three months. Ah, right. uh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. buddy, appreciate your time this morning. Um, we've enjoyed watching you helping people out on your Instagram and, and the whole club getting out there. And we're looking forward to the start of the season as well, which yeah. is what? Yeah, the 19th two, of two uh, yeah, 19th of March. Good stuff. Yeah, we play Port Adelaide. Looking very excited for that to get going. All right, good on you. Mitch Robinson uh, from the Brisbane Lions. Nice to chat, buddy. Thanks, guys. Love you. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stav, Abby and Matt. Everything's just wrecked. And she, oh, it was just devastating. 20,000 homes have been affected. Can't really explain that. Southeast Queensland faces an awful clean-up ahead. Yeah, I think you have the people that have been uh, affected from the floods and also Logan at the moment. Uh, a lot of people are really concerned there and uh, are going through it. I mean, I even saw the cow displaced. I didn't realise one had passed away. But at the cow on the there beach. There was one that survived as well, yeah. incredibly. Yeah, and they, they were trying to, intervention. Well, they are trying to find out whose it was as well, you know, and you think about all these places, people, people I guess and you know that have been like misplaced things mm. from the flood because it's just been carried away and we spoke to Mitch Robinson who has been helping out um from the Brisbane Lions has been helping out the community and they posted a video of all these number plates so we asked him about it this morning the road in front of us flooded and a lot of cars are trying to get through there um as the next day when I was cleaning up the road it was actually five number plates rocked up and two people came down and collected theirs they, they couldn't believe it but um I've got I've still got about four so <laughs> Near Bennett's Road, I don't care if I give out my address. If you want to pop down, there's about four or so number places lingering at the front of my house on, a, on, the, um, on the wheelie bin. Could just go there and get a signature too if you want, I guess. Do mm-hmm. plates get, do you reckon they just get off the car so easily? Yeah. Because well, his place was obviously flooded. I did notice, so we went through the end of Mum Street in the Ute uh, on Saturday morning mm. and it bent my front number plate forward, which seems, I thought that was strange because you think it because you're going against the water, but the water comes under and uh. swells under and pushes your number plate off, uh. and that's why it comes off. Hmm. And then, so there must have been cars that went through water, water was shallow enough, or I guess if it's rushing through hard, maybe it's ripped off. Yeah. But yeah. the thing that is um, incredible about the floods is people have stuff turn up in their yards that have flooded that doesn't belong to them because stuff can come from yeah. like you know 10 blocks away. Well there was a quad bike in a tree, Gimpy, hanging off a power line. Yeah. Yeah. It was very high up. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well even g- when when we when we flooded the last time 
uh, in the 2011 floods when we, we backed onto um, Ithaca Creek when we lived on Jubilee Terrace and we woke up the next morning, there was outdoor furniture setting, like all of it. What, um, someone else's? Yeah. Yep. Um, Looks good on your deck now. I kept You've it. done well, yeah. yeah. Uh, outdoor furniture. Uh, there was a uh, boogie board in a tree uh, and there was a trampoline. Always a trampoline. Always a trampoline. Um, always a trampoline. I saw the videos of a lot of people having fish inside. Oh, yeah. Like, not mm. goldfish. I'm talking about fish from yeah, the river. Yeah. Yeah. Our, yeah. our um, producer, actually. Uh, yeah. this, what, this was a great photo. Did someone put that there? What did, what, did you, what did you see? Okay, I saw a blow-up doll floating through the valley. Mm. I a saw blow-up doll. She looked shocked the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> They're always shocked, aren't they? Mm. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if it was planted there or if it had come from a party or something. Um, but, yeah, just some weird stuff floating around. That seems so out of place for the valley. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, too, I mean, I guess if you owned one, it would always be blown up because you wouldn't want to go to all that trouble and then, yeah. What? <laughs> I was just thinking, like, it was... You don't have to play it. It's like 10 minutes later on, and I do not have that kind of time. Yeah, but then you've got to hide it. Like, how do you hide that in your house? Well, isn't it better to play it? Well, I think the person they're having might not want to hide it, Matthew. Oh, I I know. You know what it is? It's one of those people who used it for the carpool lane. (laughs) (laughs) And then this has got out of the car. It was bright pink. That would Uh, give it away. We do want to ask this morning, um, if you've been in the clean-up... what what floated up? Mm. Like, what did you find? You know, the bizarre things um, that have come through. You know, that you might even have some some amazing stories. You know, like like Mitch has got some people's precious belongings might end up in another person's yard, and mm. they think, oh, they're gone, mm. and then all of a sudden, we're going to find that over the next few weeks. They'll that get returned like, to strangers. That sounds like a very strange um, lost and found. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What have you found, Doug? Um, we found a ring. It was in a little proud box, a little jewelry box in Hawthorne, floating on the scum. Right. Oh, uh, do you think it's an engagement ring or a wedding ring? Um, it's not very valuable. It might be sentimental. It's rose gold. Did uh, you get it checked first? Yeah. Time? How do you know hey? it's not valuable? Did you take it to cashies. Well, no, I haven't taken it cashies. <laughs> 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 still, still got it, but um, yeah, when you when you just sort of said, um, give us a call with, with what you found, that's. Yeah, I thought it was pretty amazing that a ring could be floating down the river. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 absolutely. I mean, if anyone knows of anyone that has lost a ring, so it's in a proud jewellery box and it, it's rose gold? Rose gold with probably, I think it's got about eight or ten little diamantes in it. Okay. okay. Now, the All stupid right. thing I was going to say, so if anyone is in Doug's area, I was like, well, it could have come from it bloody come anywhere. From anywhere. That's yeah. the hard thing, isn't Thanks it? Thanks for calling up, Doug. No worries at all. Good on your legend. Good luck. Hope you find who it belongs to. we got an anonymous caller. That's oh. uh, faxing Do you want me to say what they've found? Oh, yeah, we'll try them one more time. Okay. Mm. The, the producers will just chat to them out there. What's Maybe it? they're trying to stay so anonymous they've got a speech jammer on. <laughs> Would you... <laughs> when they remain anonymous about this topic, it yeah. makes me think that their parties are um quite epic. Okay, last <laughs> try. Ready? Last yeah. try. Right, Here okay. we go. Okay. Nah. So, our producer, um, what did you find at the Valley... Ash? I found a pink blow-up doll. And it just so happens that Anonymous um, believes that it is her friend's doll <laughs> because they had a party the night before. Uh-huh. Mm. All right, and they think it's floated out. Is that something you want back? No. Right. How much did you pay for it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, there would be certain people who have blow-up dolls who do want them back. That wasn't an expensive one. Like, it was... Uh, no, was how it? expensive did they get? And how can you tell? Yeah, that was a cheap one. No, I'm saying some people get 
very, you know, like custom made stuff. It's guys. You can't put a price on love, Abby. So maybe, maybe <laughs> it's invaluable. Okay, one more time. Let's see. Can we get anonymous on the air? Hi, guys. Hey! hey! So you believe this blow-up doll is your friend's? Well, I'm not 100% sure, but I did see a um, photo come up followed by a um, Facebook story. Uh-huh. I think it was Saturday. On B105? Um, and it was on their story, and there was the picture of them with this doll the night before, uh-huh. and then the video showed it floating down the belly uh, no, on. See, I, I don't want to be <laughs> discriminatory towards that. You think the friend is a bit... No, it's just that, um, I, I don't know if it's just me, but personally, all blow-up dolls look the same to me. That's and I can true. say that because I have some friends that are No, but I, were you invited to this party? No, no, I wasn't at the party. Okay. I just saw it all on... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they live at the valley? Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> was, it, was it like a box or a hens? It seems to be that's where you would take one. I'm not sure. I just no. feel like it's a very interesting thing to be floating down the valley. Yeah. You can't say that. It's probably just their, their Saturday dinner. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You're just, just, uh, well, you know more about this person than me, Anonymous. This person looked pretty, pretty drunk. Yeah, <laughs> okay, right. Right, right. Well, I tell you what. Well, you get the photo of the person and what they and them holding it, and we'll compare it to the one our producer took, and we'll see if it is, in fact. And, it, and maybe we can return it if, if they need it back. Uh, are we going to try harder to find the owner of it, the inflatable doll than the ring from Brad? You know that Maddie's more excited with that. <laughs> no, not, not at all. No. They'll get both of them together. It's a package deal. And then we'll give you a hotel room. Uh, Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks, $10,000. That is the daily prize. We've got fifty grand a week up for grabs. Um, all you got to do is get 10 out of 10. Here are three answers to help you with Ooh. tomorrow's game. Fruit Loops. My favourite animal, Flamingo. And France. There we go. See you tomorrow for Alpha Bucks. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Yeah, the reality of, I guess, the water disappearing in some places. We know that some people are still dealing with the flood waters, especially down south um, around the Logan area at the moment. But the reality is people go, okay, wait a minute, what am I actually insured for? Or am I insured? The uh, CEO of Insurance Council of Australia, Andrew Hall, joins us this morning. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Great to be here. We know this is hard for you to comment because we were speaking to someone from different insurers and they're like, well, we cover flood, but mm. we don't know about other people. And I guess one of the questions that people are asking is if we are in a flood zone, whether it has been flooded previously, especially in 2011, can they get insurance cover? So the vast majority of uh, insurance policies will include flood cover. And what's happened since the last time we had the big flood in Brisbane is there's been a lot of reforms to how insurance works. And uh, flood cover is now a standard definition if you've got it. You actually have to opt out of flood cover deliberately when you take a policy. Mm. And some people may have done that if they're living in an area that floods frequently. Um, but I think more uh, the last statistics I saw, 94% of insurance policies include both storm and flood. And there is no argument about what the definition of a flood is anymore. Oh, so okay. water is water no matter mm. what. Um, water that comes from a river, a dam, or a canal is a flood. Um, water that comes through your roof is storm damage. So they're the two differences, and those de- definitions were standardised after the 2011 
uh, event that happened in Brisbane. What about the other thing? I, I filled out mine um, yesterday afternoon. I've got a hole in my ceiling from the rain, and uh, it said in the when I was filling out the form, it says uh, don't touch the affected area until we get someone out to um, see it. it. Now I've got a hole in my roof, and I want to get that shut up as quickly as possible, especially with rain coming uh, on the weekend. What's uh, how does that work? If I if I were to go to work on it, would that valid uh, invalid my insurance? Well, you, you should be able to make your home safe. And there are three things that we want people to keep in mind as we get into this cleanup stage. Number one is do things safely. If Make sure there's no electrical. Make sure you've got advice of builders and plumbers to be able to do things correctly um, so that you don't injure yourself. Number two, uh, document everything. So if you're going to be throwing things out with the mud army today, uh, take photos of absolutely everything. Uh, if you're a volunteer helping with the cleanup, document the photos and give them to the property owner. Well, that, uh, then, yeah. And the third thing is there could be things that don't need to be thrown out. Just don't throw everything away. Mm. You know, carpets and curtains and the things that are smelly and need to be removed quickly, absolutely get on and get that done. Um, but there could be things that could be repaired and salvaged and not sent off to landfill. So it's important to probably put them to one side in a dry, in a dry place. Mm. Andrew, anyone that before this time, you know, maybe in happier times, we're trying to get renovations done, there has been a, a slow um, ability to be able to do that with a lot of stock not getting in with materials and also shortage of staff. Are insurance companies hiring more people to do these claims that people are submitting? Well, insurance companies are gearing up right now. They're very, uh, I guess, experienced, unfortunately, with the high number of extreme events that we've had over the last few years to deal with these events. Um They've got more people in the call centres. It's actually faster for some companies for you to lodge online if they can do that. Um, so if you can get online and lodge or call the call centre, get your claim underway, uh, that's critically important. But we are living, unfortunately, thank God, the borders are open and we can bring people from interstate now. Um, if this had happened while the borders were closed, we would have had a real challenge on our hands. Mm. Um, but people will be coming from interstate to help. Um, Oh, this is still playing out, though. The, the, the weather event is moving through New South Wales as we speak. Um, yeah. So it will be a very large event, and it will leave a large clean-up to deal with. We're speaking with Andrew Hall. He's the CEO of Insurance Council of Australia. Um, we've asked people to send through messages on Facebook, and the two main ones that have come through, so uh, the first one is people want to confirm flood cover, you said dam, river. Um, does that also include those people who get the water that comes up through the stormwater drains? Because that was a big issue last flood people weren't covered because it you know they weren't in a flood area it came out of the stormwater so if it was if that water coming through the stormwater drains was driven by a river a canal anything that's bursting its banks uh, then that is covered under flood damage okay. um, what happens is uh, insurers will um, put in place a hydrology report fairly quickly um, they're going to map where the floodwaters went how they got there and that's how they make the determinations on the claims and then the second one is um, premiums are very high. Some people, um, you know, in flood-affected areas can be charged five, $6,000 a year for cover, um, you know, and that's why a lot of people don't have it or some people are pushing themselves. How much are the insurers then allowed to increase the premiums by for those people who have cover? The single event doesn't impact necessarily premiums, but uh, we've got to look in the larger context of things in Australia. And at the moment... Uh, we have endured year after year of very big extreme events. Uh, it was only two years ago we were getting over the bushfires, mm -hmm. and in those two years, insurers have expended about $8 billion in claims. 
So it's it's no secret that we are experiencing a lot of extreme weather in this country, and that does um, impact on insurance prices. Um, but there's a whole raft of things that go into premium pricing. Uh, what we can do to bring premiums uh, under control is encourage government to spend more money on resilience and mitigation. We spend 97% of the budget on the cleanup of the flood and only 3% on preventing it. Yeah. If we could be putting more money up front in flood levies, strengthening roofs, uh, doing all that sort of sensible remediation work, uh, we would uh, reduce the risk and that obviously brings the pressure off insurance premiums. Yeah, well, let's hope once the cleanup has happened and people have got their claims that we do start looking into that. Mm. Yeah. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Adrian Schrinner is Brisbane's 17th Lord Mayor. Yeah, it's a full clean-up mode around Brisbane today. It seems to be really kicking off. Yeah, and we have put up on our socials as well saying that if you would like to register for the Mud Army 2.0, please do. Adrian Schrinner, who is behind it, joins us. Adrian, morning. How many people have signed up? Oh, look, just in about 12 hours yesterday, we had 8,000 people sign up and the numbers keep rising literally by the hour, which is fantastic. But we're still going to need more help. So if you haven't signed up yet, please do. Brisbane City Council website, uh, you can come on. You can register not only to give help, but also to get help as well. So if you're someone that needs help, uh, you can register for that as well. Uh, we, we all signed up yesterday and we did notice in the different categories that there was, you know, people needed from, I guess, on the ground as what you would normally see with the gloves getting all rid of the mud, but there's also drivers. And it seemed like there was also a need for a lot of people with skills, you know, <laughs> not saying that we're not yeah. skilled, <laughs> but I just meant like there was a lot of requests, I guess, for different trades, which will be required. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's going to be a lot of different types of trades and skills needed. But having said that, uh, regardless of what skills we've got, we need as many people as possible. So, you know, even if your skill is using a broom, that's, that's all right with us. I needed an electrician and Stab came down and did a quite a quick 10. <laughs> hey, I put you down as a driver as well. Okay, that would be good. Yeah. Shrina, I was, um, I live in Barden, so I have to come through. Normally I would go through Rosalie on my way to work, but I've been going up on the, on, um, Waterworks Road to avoid the, the water. But I went through this morning, the river is down and, startlingly a lot less mud than the 2011 floods. Like, I was expecting it to be knee-deep because it was that time, and it was almost like nothing had happened. Yeah, well, I was actually at Rosalie yesterday morning, and then uh, the water went down by the afternoon. Mm. So, um, yeah, and definitely lower impacts than lower flood levels than um, 2011, which is a good thing. Uh, There's a couple of things behind that. First of all, the the river came up... uh, to a lower level in 2011, but also we used the backflow valves that have been put in yeah. that stops the river water coming back up through the pipes and flooding places like Rosalie. Mm. What I um, noticed too, there's a bit of cleanup um, all over the place. Some people have already, you know, the water's gone out and cleanup started yesterday. Um, a neighbour across the road from my mum's, we were pulling furniture out of his place and it made me sort of think, um, Adrian, I'm sure you'll talk through this with people who joined the Mud Army is you've also got to be quite careful when you get to someone's house, even if there is a piece of furniture that's completely destroyed and you know that it's got to be thrown out, it's probably best still to ask someone, what would you like to do with this and and still handle it with care because that is a person's possession, even though it's going to go to the tip. Yeah, oh, look, you're spot on. And um, in 2011, unfortunately, there was a lot of enthusiasm, but we had things thrown out that shouldn't have been thrown out. And... um, 
you know, there were houses that were empty, so the, the owner wasn't there. They'd evacuated, and people went into those houses and just threw everything away. So, um, you know, that caused a lot of very valuable items to be thrown away. People put jewellery in their sock drawers. They, You know, people chucked out the entire chest of drawers, yeah. things like that. So we've learned from those lessons, and we've got uh, clear processes in place this time to make sure that no one goes into anyone's house and throws out anyone, uh, anything, not anyone, um, <laughs> unless they have the owner's permission. And that was a different thing, uh, registering this time as well, because I remember we do I think it was 2017, is there is also for um, social services. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To help people out, because I think we realise yeah. how many people are going to need um, help, you know, mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. to be able to recover from this. Oh, of course. That, well, that's the thing. There's, there's a whole range of other support services that people will need as well. But the, the registration system alone is a, is a different thing to what we had in 2011. There was it was a spontaneous thing in 2011. People just showed up and yeah. expecting, you know, maybe a, a couple of thousand and then 25,000 people showed up, which was wonderful. It was, it's, you know, this is a great demonstration of the spirit of Brisbane. Mm-hmm. But now that we know that people want to help and there's that community expectation out there to, to get out and help, we're going to make sure it's as organised as possible. A, um, a, a funny story, there's the, the same guy across the road from my mum. We threw a couch out from underneath mm-hmm. and... Um, this is a silver lining, I think, for some people. It was a big orange leather couch. Yeah. Orange. I'm talking it bright orange. It will come orange. back in fashion, mate. Yeah. And, and he said to me, he goes, this is the only thing my wife is happy about because it was his couch from when he moved out at 20, uh-huh. and she's been wanting to get rid of it for years, and he's like, now it's finally going. Hey, we'll put it out. The sun will dry. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I reckon we could save this. Um, Adrian, you've done an amazing job, mate. Um for, for everyone around Brisbane, and I know there's a lot more still to be done, um, so we appreciate your time this morning. Hey, can I just jump in with one more thing? Do yeah, yeah, people know, yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah, um, so we've started the big curbside collection today. So first oh, one, okay. we have the trucks out, mm-hmm. and that's in flood-affected areas, picking up all the damaged items on the curbside. So um, that that's underway. Obviously, we've got a lot of areas to cover across the city, but it's happening now. We've got multiple trucks out, and um, that'll continue until it's all done. What about the city cat? I mean, I know it's not a priority at this stra- uh, stage, but I oh, guess I was concerned it, it because sunk? it was the Brisbane Lions mm. one. Yeah, is yeah, that going to be? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we've we've actually got more city cats under construction at the moment. Um, the new double decker city cats, but yeah, it was tragic to lose one of our iconic city cats. Absolutely. Do you, you have to get it back out, right? Well, yeah, it'll have to be salvaged, but I don't think it can be no, put no, back no, in no. service. No, no, no. no. I yeah. was just thinking yeah. about you know. Is anything ever left? Straight to the Maritime Museum. No. <laughs> yeah. oh, could you imagine what will be at the bottom of that That's river what I'm now? saying. Uh-huh. There are so many things, you know. Yeah. 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 There's yep. a lot. <laughs> uh, good on you, mate. Thank you for your time. Cheers. Thank you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Ridges South Bay. It's refreshingly local and the perfect place to stay and play in Brisbane. Abby's Long Lunch. <laughs> I used to have long lunches all the time. I really can't even tell you why we stopped doing them. Uh, it got so popular that we thought, you know, let's get out on no, the No, I do know. We went to, No, no. We went to New Zealand, and yeah. then every time after that, people were disappointed if it was here in Brisbane. 
Not this one, though. This looks like it is going to be huge. This place is amazing. Epic. If you haven't been to uh, Ridges, Mm. it is unbelievable. And this is going to happen on the 11th as well. So keep yourself free for the Friday. Uh, You can register at b105.com.au. Yeah, Ridges South Bank. It's refreshingly local uh, and the perfect place to stay and play in Brisbane. What's nice about this is it's not just about putting down, hey, I would love to come for a long lunch. We want to encourage others to nominate people who've done nice things for them. It's been a long two years, Mm -hmm. and we said for frontline workers, because there are so many people that are out and about in the community and have been, you know, during isolation, people find it hard, but these people have constantly had to be on the front line. And you know what? At the moment, it's SES workers as well. So if there's someone that has done an amazing job during the, you know, the floods, you can register them. And one person who has been nominated by their friend, Chantel, is Lee. Good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you? You are such a hard worker. I hope you can get the day off. (laughs) I hope so too. I hope so too. (laughs) So you're a nurse at the Mater Hospital. What's the last couple of years like been for you? Uh, Look, it's been incredibly busy, unpredictable. Um, I think there's been a lot of stress, but, you know, we've all kind of pitched in together. Um, I am so fortunate that I work with the most amazing group of um, women that are really dedicated and and it's been just awesome. And I think we've helped each other get through it. So I think that's just how, how it is. And I think it's been so amazing. My friends and nurses and saying that sometimes they rock up to work and people have done COVID tests and have to go home straight yeah. away. So, you know, a lot of people don't realise, like, oh, you got a 12-hour shift. And when I was in hospital, I was so amazed by I was like, aren't you supposed to knock off? And they're like, yeah, but I've still got to do my rounds. Mm. Like, you know, so it has been extra hard for you guys, I guess, having to cover each other. Yeah, it has. And I suppose um, the area I work in is um, we kind of manage the care of the older people Mm -hmm. that have turned up into hospitals. So for them, we've actually seen a lot of really um, older patients that um, have have really just declined in their health Mm -hmm. because they've been stuck at home and, you know, they haven't been able to see their family. They haven't had their usual services. So... And it's been quite terrifying for some of them, you know, that we've had to look at getting into nursing homes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's been pretty traumatic. It's been crazy. And then the floods now on top of that yeah. have um, just given us an added bonus for this week. So, But it's not all work, work, work for you, Lee. You do have a bit of party animal in you. On your nights off, you like to attend the Redland Foundation uh, meetings, which help give to local charities. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll let your hair <laughs> down, Lee. <laughs> It's about time you did something for yourself. (laughs) It's always good to give back, I think. So, Mm. um, you know, it's important. I get a lot out of it. So I've done that for a number of years. And um, the Redlands is is an amazing area to live in. And um, so, yeah, very lucky. Very lucky. Well, I'm glad that you and Chantelle are coming along to the lunch. I'm going to sit next to you because you've got three boys and I need a lot of advice. (laughs) Always happy to give it. Mm. (laughs) Also, Lee, being a nurse, you'd have some tricky ways of getting rid of the next day's hangover because there'll be wine there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, quite a few years of um, experimenting with that. But, yeah, um, just bagging a few yeah. saline drips for yourself and away you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, or Barocca. <laughs> or yeah, Barocca. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah, that's what the that's we, what the doctors do. Nah. They're the they're the dodgy <laughs> ones. You'd be sus if you saw your nurse walking around the ward pushing like one of those big metal things, things with bags grain. hanging off it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why they do it in the lunchroom. <laughs> <laughs> hey Lee, um, the whole community, all of Brisbane appreciates everything you do, and um, we're going to see you there at Abby's Long Lunch at Ridges. Thank you very much. Can't wait. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Situation for you. And I think that... <laughs> you know that we're not going to be on your side if that's what you're going to throw open. No, no, no. Well, this is, um, it's not actually whose side are you on. It's oh, just... No, it's So fun. Friday, you know, when the water, uh, the rain bomb kicked off yeah. here in Brisbane. Esther and I went over to Mount Omni to the shops um, to grab a couple of things that we needed. So we go over there. It was shellacking down. Mm. You know, it was no matter how hard your windscreen wipers went, it was like that scary kind of rain where, um, you know, you're white-knuckled waiting to get over there. So we get into the car park, um, get ourselves an undercover car park, which you're like, sweet as, don't have to do the tiptoe through the rain. And just before we get out, Esther, my wife, looks down and realises that the dress she is wearing, mm. she has on inside out. Now, um, I don't know how hard that is to do, but I couldn't even tell that it was inside out. Mm. The seams on the outside, but some dresses even have the seams on the outside. I can't talk. But... Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't ever say to her anymore, is that on the right way? Because mm. nine times out of ten, it, it is, is on the... It is. And she's like, mm. what's wrong with it? I'm like, no, no, it's good. <laughs> I was... You know, just trying to do the right thing. So did you, did you tell her? No. Oh, no. God, no. I didn't even realise. Mm-hmm. So she goes, oh, no, my dress is on inside out. Mm. I said, I can't tell. She goes, well, it is. And then we're sitting there in the car park. She's in the passenger seat. Mm. She takes her dress off, turns it back inside out, and puts it back on again. Mm-hmm. And as she started to rip it off, I said, what are you doing? She's like, oh, how embarrassing. I can't go in with it inside out. I said, yeah. why don't you just walk into the toilet? Which, And we were at a door where there was a toilet just inside. So just go in there, mm. fix your dress, and then we'll continue Are on. Are you not aware that when you need to get changed in the car, the the windows, you can't see it's through invisible. them. It's invisible. Yeah, no, it's completely yeah. shielded. That's what mm. I tell myself every time I'm changing stoplights. Which is a lot. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you've got your gym stuff on and a mm. truck pulls up next to you and you're not wearing any pants and you're like, just that normal. <laughs> you just <laughs> wink at them. <laughs> but I said to her... Why don't you just go inside and do it? She's like, oh, no, I can't be seen like this. I'm like, so you would rather <laughs> that someone see you half naked mm. changing over your dress than walk six steps inside the shopping centre and maybe three people see you with your dress on inside out? The car is a legitimate wardrobe. <laughs> I, like, I would totally change completely in there, like total starkers, and I just presume that people can't look in. I also love the thought process, though, too, of, um, hey, uh, Cheryl, <laughs> I know we just got the batteries and the radio uh, so we can keep track of the storm system that's bearing down on us and we got the essentials and some canned food. But did you see that chick with a dress on inside out? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who was angry about it? Like, what a loser. I hate to be stuck in their house. Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.